coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. So, I mean, you have to talk to 10 or 12 people of potential customers. You just have to. And if you're not willing to do that as a startup founder, and a lot of startup founders I have talked to, they're afraid to sell. They're mm -hmm. afraid of sales and they're afraid of marketing. And if you have that fear, you're going to have a really hard road ahead. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Mark Grimes, who is the founder of 31 Startups. Now, Mark has a goal that he set for himself to launch 31 businesses in 31 days, which he has done this at this point. And he's also set the goal for himself to be cash flow positive in as many of those businesses as he possibly can within a 90-day period. So this was a great, great experiment about how you can very, very quickly launch businesses just based on a simple idea and Mark really did this to show people that there isn't anything to be afraid of about launching a business and starting a business uh, again he's he doesn't expect that all of these businesses are going to succeed uh, this is really more of an, an exercise of creating the things that need to be created in starting a company and then again trying to promote those to cash flow positive status within a 90-day period. So really, really an interesting conversation, especially if you're on the fence about starting any types of companies. That This conversation that we have today is, not, is one that you're not going to want to miss. So with that, please enjoy Mark Grimes on Pass the Secret Sauce. Boy, let's see. I was the only child. We always ate together. We never had the TV on and we always talked around the dinner table mm -hmm. about whatever events of the day that happened, happened to, you know, my folks at work or me at school or, 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 or sometimes, sometimes things going on in the day or in the news, rarely, rarely politics. <laughs> Very cool. So, so did you have an entrepreneurial spirit growing up? Did that hit you young at a young um, age? You know, obviously I mean, I, you've, you've started yeah. a hell of a lot of companies, so curious yeah, yeah. to see when, when that got, all got kicked off. Sure. So I did, you know, the typical, you know, two or three lemonade stand things. And then around the time of junior high, there was some kind of, you know, junior high school kid competition, sell the most candy bars, get a pool cue stick thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and found myself kind of, you know, kicking butt at some of those because it's like, wow, this is kind of fun. It's kind of competitive. Uh, and at the end of it, not only are you raising money for the school or whatever you happen to be doing too, you know, you got the chance of winning this, you know, fuzzy dog, whatever the heck it happened to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was what kind of lit it a little bit early on fire for me a bit, I think. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, my dad worked for the same company for over four decades. Oh, wow. Wow. A, a grocery company. And then at the end of the day, as he was approaching in his, well, in his early 60s, at the end of the day, he was basically, as the company was starting to kind of fall apart, he was mm -hmm. laid off. Mm -hmm. 
And he was, you know, way high up in the company. He was a manager of Oregon, California grocery chains. I don't know how many stores exactly, but and I'm like, wow, you know, here you can do something for close to 40 years. Yeah. And you just get kicked out the door without so much as a gold watch. So that was kind of the first thing of, okay, I'm never going to be in that position ever. Yeah. Ever. So. And, and did you ever find yourself working for anybody at all? Did you, have you, have you had a job in? So out of, out of college, I had a job at a radio station, went in and made them a boatload of money, a little AM farm radio station with $5 ad units. And we ended up actually getting that thing sold out 15 minutes of ad units an hour for 24 hours in a row. I mean, we sold the heck out of this thing. After that, you know, that wasn't exactly the most fulfilling after that, I became a marketing director for a couple of nonprofit theaters in town, in Oregon, in Portland. Mm-hmm. Helped one of them go from 500 subscribers, paid subscribers a year, to 3,500. Helped the next one go from 100 subscribers to 7,500 paid subscribers a year. Wow. And then out of that's when I launched my first company. So I've been kind of unemployable ever since, I think. <laughs> and what was the first company that you launched? Uh, it was called... <laughs> So part of the problem I saw as I was helping these companies grow, and I was a pretty young kid at that time, was I saw a lot of other people that had the same role as I did, marketing directors of these performing arts groups, and they would get all this great institutional knowledge, and then they get pulled away into other companies. Okay. So these, these theaters, and then they're all just theaters, they were also operas and ballets and anything to do with performing arts. And I'm like, man, that's just so frustrating because I had to come in and make all this stuff up on my own. So institutional knowledge, I kind of got an understanding of what that really meant and how so many places lacked that. So I started up a company called Arts Marketing Association. It was a combination of a newsletter and consulting services for performing arts groups. Did a mass mailing to whatever it was. I don't remember, you know, 500, no, it must have been more than that. A thousand or more performing arts groups throughout the United States, just to their marketing directors. And basically, we were cash flow positive in, you know, less than a month on that one. Yeah. And that's, that's what really captured my attention. I mean, you know, so many people start a company and they potentially could go, you know, potentially years without you know, being cash flow positive. So can you talk about, and, and we'll get into some of the other things that you're doing right now, but can you talk yeah. about the way that you sort of evaluate an opportunity when you, when you're looking to get started in that, or maybe even if you're consulting for someone else, are, how do you how do you look at a company and you know sort of break down you know this is the path that we should go this is the quickest path to be able to to get money flowing in and and sure. you know, become cash flow positive sure i mean in some regards my secret sauce isn't really that secret <laughs> uh, but it's hard to do well it's hard for people to 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 step up and do it sometimes because what i do kind of like the arts marketing association story i just told you about is I basically go out and start talking to prospective clients right away. I mean, it's not even half-baked. It's not baked. It's not even half-assed. There's no ass at all. It is, you know, talking to, like when we started up NedSpace, which is a co-working space in downtown Portland. Everybody knows what co-working is now. It's, this is coming up on 12 years old. 12 years wow. ago, nobody knew what that was. Yeah. So what we did is we had this really, well, wonderful building downtown. It was pretty dilapidated and beat up and it was having the, the carpet was funky and it was being ripped up and the paint needed to be done. It was, it was, it was a good space, but needed a lot of work inside. Mm-hmm. So we brought in about a dozen 
founders of different companies and said, would you rent that office for 500 a month? Would you rent that desk over there for 200 or 300, whatever it was? And out of the 12, we had somewhere between, I can't remember now at this stage, frankly, but we had like somewhere around a, a third or so of the people say, absolutely. So we're like, okay, th th then this is the deal. Then let's make a go of it. Yeah. So, so you, so your secret sauce is to basically reach out and get the, you know, get the blessing of your customers as soon as possible. Can you talk about how you have that conversation? You, you kind of mentioned it a second ago, and I've heard different, I've heard different ways that people go about doing this. Will you come out and say, you know, would you pay $500 for this? Or do you phrase your question somewhat differently where you're trying to get them to give you a number so that that way then, you know, you can not necessarily put numbers in their mouth, but see sure, what they truly would sure. be willing um, to pay for it. Any, yeah, I any don't, advice? I don't, yeah, I don't usually want to put a number on it at first. And to be honest, I don't even at first even want them to put a number on it. Because mm -hmm. the second a number goes on it, their head gets wrapped in an area. Yep. And I, don't, I want them thinking about what I, what I really want them to do. I want them to bring up what would make the whole concept even better. Right. So for instance, like, and I'm just going to use this as a, a just a kind of a make-believe example, but for instance, with like say Ned space, you'd be like, great, you'd rent that office. Fantastic. What else would you want to have here to make this the best experience for you? And if you happen to have staff, your staff, because they might say, well, it'd be neat if we could have coffee. It's like, oh God, okay, sure. Yeah. What else would be good? What if we had meet, uh, what if we had weekly round tables of all the founders here? Fantastic. We could do that. So I let them build on it. That doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily do everything they're suggesting, but I let them become a part of the process of creating the thing. Yep. And imagine again, this is so, it's so basic. It's so simple, but imagine if you're doing that with 12 people, guess what? Yeah. Most of them are going to have to, yeah, there's a lot of additive things there that they're going to make it so much better than probably what you even had envisioned. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. So, so talk about your, your project that you have going on right now where you are starting many, many different startups very, very quickly. T talk sure. about the inspiration, where that came from, and, and uh, then we can yeah. get into some more of the nitty gritties with that. Sure, sure. So starting about 2002, I've been, you know, I started to create a, an ongoing list of different various startup ideas. Mm -hmm. And and they're all over the board. They just had to be an inspiration for an idea. And most entrepreneurs tend to be uh, what I have. They have uh, entrepreneurial ADD, mm -hmm. right? So it's like they're doing a thing, but they look and they see another thing. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. that's shiny. Cool. Let's look at that. So I think the, the, the antidote to that is just write them down. <laughs> you know, write them down. Even if it's a few words, write them down to a paragraph, why you think it's a good idea, whatever. Just keep writing them down. You know, once you write them down, you can then forget about them and go back to focus on what you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me so i've been doing that for you know like close to 20, 20 years, years now, 18 yeah. years so yeah so as as this has been happening and i've looked at the list it's like how on earth there's over 350 id ideas and that's okay too right write them down just write them down and move on so it's like but it, 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 so currently i have two ongoing entities ned space co-working space i told you about and startup yeah. radio network which is a podcast network based on entrepreneurs and founders so those things are kind of cooking along, but COVID 
COVID hit and they're all happening remotely now. Well, I mean, people are still showing up co-working, but it's in a funky thing and people wearing masks and all this. So I certainly don't go down, you know, five days a week. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the studio has gone remote. So I said, I found myself with dangerously so uh, with a lot of time in my hand. <laughs> so I was looking at the list thinking, well, what could be done? And I'm like, you know what? And, and I thought of this for a while too. What if, what if I just picked my favorite 31 and just did one a day for 31 days in a row? What could that look like? What would that look like? So, you know, one Saturday morning, you know, having coffee with my wife, I kind of brought it up with her tentatively saying, you know, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Because, I mean, I knew it was going to be, you know, we're jumping into the end of June, like a week before July. And I was going to do it July. And she, 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 she was interested by the idea, confused at first in some ways, like almost everybody is, because they're like, all that does is want people come up with a hundred different questions, right? <laughs> it's like, well, hold it. It's hard enough starting one company. How on earth do you do 31? But once we settled into that, she's going, well, why don't you, you know, it's only a week from July. Why don't you wait till do it in August? Like, okay, that's good counsel. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. So I waited the month and literally did zero preparation anyway for the month of July. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there was only one, the very first thing that we launched I wanted to talk to the people ahead of time because it's only a consumer product. It's kind of a big thing and it's heavy. And I wanted to make sure that they really wanted to work together on it because I didn't want the mm -hmm. first thing to be a fizzle, you know, but yeah. beyond that, none of the other, I talked to nobody else about any of the other companies ahead of time to the degree where I actually narrowed down the list from 350 to about 50, 50, 55 and every okay. morning, that's when I picked the one that's going to launch that day. Oh, wow. So I wrote up the story of the launch. My wife went out and did a photo shoot related to whatever the thing was so the two would connect. Yeah. Uh, and that's frankly what the bulk of that day's activity was. And that was, you know, they were like, you know, 10 to 14 hour days probably. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm curious to see in those early stages, you probably weren't having very much feedback and, you know, going and starting a new company every, every day, what kept you going? What kept feeding you? Was it just the process? Do you enjoy launching products or was there any type of other feedback that you're able to collect in to sort of give you that inspiration? Like, yeah, there might be something here. Sure. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a good question because about seven or 10 days into it, I mean, I was like, what on earth have I done? <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, I'm a third of the way in, you know, I'm bushed, I'm super tired. I'm yeah. like, and I have to keep going on. I mean, part of it was just the commitment. Part of it was like, you know, when you announced, you know, I'm going to drop 20 pounds, or I'm going to stop smoking, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Part of it was like, well, I committed to it, yeah. which was part of what made it both fun and a threat to myself, right? Yeah. But once I started realizing that we were going to get there, certainly after the you know halfway point, I'm like, okay, this is great, this is good. Uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to to day, you know, 32. Looking yeah. <laughs> forward to getting more down into the nitty gritty of the stuff itself. But but it was it was, you know, one of the last things you could truly explore in a lot of ways is really a startup when you have an original idea. There's not a lot of places on the planet that haven't been explored, uh, but when you're trying to cook up something that's never been done before. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty rare opportunity to be an explorer and be out there on the edge and look to try to make something interesting and creative happen. And, and while 
while cash flow positive is certainly a component, at no stage are any of these, you know, this is going to be a unicorn, this is going to be a billion dollar company or even a hundred yeah. million dollar company. It's like, we need to get it to cash flow positive. And that could mean to the tune of a buck. Now yep. that's yep. my goal, obviously. If I got 30, if 31 companies make a buck each, yep. this is the goofball story, <laughs> which is still probably is anyway. But, but it's, it's, you know, it's never been about the money, even though it is about getting as many as possible of 31 ideas to cash flow positive yeah. in many days. And, and what types of industries are all of these in? Is it, you mentioned before that it was all kinds of different ideas. Do you have any type of focuses where you're, you know, kind of pulling assets from one and tying into another, or is it completely, you know, 31 completely different ideas across the board? Sure. It was, it's really from all across the board. You know, I, I wasn't trying to do a, just nothing but B2B or D2C or B2C, you know, business to business, business to consumer or direct to consumer. So I wasn't trying to just focus it under one, one roof, which might've made it easier, maybe, I guess. Uh, I was just trying to do things that I thought were kind of fascinating, interesting, different ideas that had never been touched before. You know, like mm -hmm. the first one, which was a ax target company. So ax throwing has okay. kind of become a thing over the last few years a little bit. It's kind of on the periphery. It's still on the edges. Well, axes and axe throwing is one thing, but you need axe targets, yeah. especially for the at-home enthusiast, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that, that's number one, and that's way out there on the fringes. Who knows how that's going to go? The next one, the day two, was a rolling investment fund for uh, under, under focused on startup founders. So to get okay. them super early stage capital, just even at the idea stage, the way that Y Combinator used to be, but it certainly isn't anymore. So get them really just some early super stage, very little capital to get it going and see how they can grow it. I mean, there's a, there, there's so the problem with 31 too, is if you said, if you said, Hey Mark, you know, run, run through the 31, or first of all, you can't do it. There's 31. It'd take me a minute to talk about either each yeah. one. We, we'd eat up a half an hour. Yeah. Just talking about them all. Yeah, that's yeah. how ridiculous it is. It can't be done. So, so it's all over the board. The only area there's a little bit of a, I would say, a overlap on maybe 10 of them is there are some that are startup, entrepreneur, and founder related. Okay. Okay. So, so you're basically, are, are you servicing the entrepreneurs and founders like, or, or providing a service or? So, so some are like a couple of them are funding related. Okay. Right. Okay. So like, like the one I just mentioned, like the, the underdog VC, you know, that's for, uh, uh, you know, underrepresented founders, that's for getting them money. So, you know, it's not, they're not getting charged anything. Yep. They're get, they would be getting cash in that case. Another one is a, uh, called Fundenstein and it's crowdfunding, but there's only one campaign per month. Okay. So rather than trying to get a bunch of stuff going, what you're doing is you're really bringing in this incredible company and really helping them grow it, but you're doing it in a very focused basis. Okay. So, so, but, but some are like uh, one's called monster in a box and it's, it's about packaging design. So okay. that's, that's, that's where you would indeed charge a CEO or a company or something like that for, for packaging design fees. So there, <laughs> excuse me, so yes, there are some where you're going to, charge entrepreneurs and founders, but that wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to look at that. That, That's kind of my core group, so to speak, and people that I hang with the most. I'm not looking at just trying to sell them stuff either. Some cases, yes, they buy stuff, but in other cases, it's it's things that, that would benefit their either their knowledge or their or them financially as well. Yep. Yep. 
no, that makes that makes sense. That's interesting too. So, so in your opinion, obviously you're you're launching a lot of companies right now, and I guess you know, you'll see. Time will tell how many how many succeed, how many fail. In your opinion, why do startups fail? Sure. So there's a lot of reasons, and and if you poke around, you'll hear numbers of anywhere between. 80 to 90% of startup companies fail. Mm -hmm. The the main number one reason is there's no market demand. Mm -hmm. So if there's no market demand, duh, it's not going to work. But this goes back to what we just talked about just a few minutes ago. If you go out and talk to, I mean, you have to talk to 10 or 12 people of potential customers. You just have to. And if you're not willing to do that as a startup founder, and a lot of startup founders I have talked to, they're afraid to sell. They're mm-hmm. afraid of sales and they're afraid of marketing. And if you have that fear, you're going to have a really hard road ahead. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. But once you do that, and once you talk to them, it's got to be 10 or 12 people you don't know, too. Because yeah. if they know you, they're going to give you good or bad answers based on knowing you, not the idea itself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they have no market demand. That's number one. That's our number one reason they fail. Number two reason they fail, they run out of money. Guess what? I'm not putting any money into these things myself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I put in like a little over a grand now into domains and a couple of things and whatnot. I mean, but no significant money. There's no staff. This is all a one dude thing right now as a solopreneur, et cetera, et cetera. There will be 1099. There will be people brought on board as the cash flow starts to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to worry about running out of money. So there's check two things. Three, they have the wrong team. That's another, that's the third reason that startups fail. Well, I don't have a team. <laughs> and or when I do, you know, they're not going to be brought on full-time anyway. So we'll get a chance to work together, which I would always recommend to founders is, you know, if you can avoid full-time right at first, unless they're a co-founder, work with somebody for 30, 60, 90 days. Get a chance to get into some challenges together, have a failure or a problem together, see how they handle it. Yep. So critical. That's so critical. The next kind of fourth reason down, they're out competed. Somebody else comes in and kicks their butt. Well, again, with all the stuff I'm coming up with, great. If you want to come in and make axe throwing targets, your company, you go for it. A hundred percent. Or if you want to build a compound of 12 different uh, kind of high end container homes for founders, make it happen. I mean, that's one of the reasons too, and we haven't really touched this, you know, I'm 100% transparent with everything that's happening, financially, tactics, strategies, how I'm trying to talk to people, et cetera, et cetera. And if I do talk to people, I find out if it's okay, 
if I can reference their names publicly in discussions as well, too. So I'm not really worried about getting out of out competed, although somebody came in with a brilliant team of, you know, six people and a few million dollars, they could, you know, they could kick ass, but they, I haven't even validated the ideas yet. So these still might be, these still might be horrible, horrible ideas. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the top, you know, there's still pricing and cost issues. There's still, is it a real business model? And then of course there's, you know, crappy marketing too. So there's, there's a lot of reasons things can fail, but you know, you just have to, you always have to attack from many different angles. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you doing today to, I guess, validate these ideas further? Cause it, it sounds like you, you know, you published, you know, a lot of these different ideas, you put some content out there, you bought domains and all of that. Yep. What, what types of things are you doing, you know, on a daily basis? Is there any type of like rotation where again, you know, 30 days later, you're working on the, the, the project that you launched on that, that particular day, 30 days ago, or, right. you know, how are you, how are you cycling through these or how are you validating which ones should be spent time on today? Yeah. That is, is not only is that the million dollar question, that, <laughs> is, that, that is the super, super hard question. Yeah. Because you know, like right now I've been working on the quarantine table read, which the first one I'd, I'd like to be of the movie Almost Famous, which is celebrating its 20th year anniversary. I know wow. Penny Lane, who is the, the, the person that that movie's about. So we've been focusing on that one because that one I know once it gets pushed out the door, whatever mm -hmm. format it comes in, you know, it'll sell 10 or 50 or 100 tickets instantly cash flow positive and that's a, that's a check off the list yeah yep the axe throwing company obviously that's a big heavy chunk of wood and related materials i just met with the team yesterday that have precision wood here in bay city which is a coastal town and the other day and within two weeks we should have a prototype cool and then once we have a prototype we can do a photo shoot and once we do that that's when i'll fill and we'll also then know more about the pricing too that's when I'll feel comfortable putting up a one page and being able to say, okay, we're going to pre-sell X of these, whether that means five or 10 or whatever, we'll put it up and we'll see. And if it works great, and if it doesn't, what is it about if it's not working? Is it, is it just not a great idea? Are we not finding the right people? You know, what, what is it that can happen there? So mm -hmm. I don't, sadly, I don't have a, process set up yet where every day I'm taking a chunk of time and spending, you know, one hour a day for 10 hours on 10 of the different ideas. I'm kind of chasing the ones that I think that we can get live and happen and then get a, a proof of concept and go from there. That makes sense. That's interesting. So would you say that the, the 31 ideas kind of one of the main points to that exercise is to really attract other, you know, other people who can help take it a, another step or two further and then see where you're at at that point and kind of reevaluate? Would, would you say that that would be fair? So the, the, the main, main, main point that I'm really trying to make is, you know, there's 55 million newly unemployed people in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to say, listen, if you thought about trying something, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic, social unrest, political upheaval, fires, who knows what, locusts, who knows what we're having to deal with next. Mm -hmm. It's either the best time or the worst time to start a business. Mm -hmm. And I'd argue it's the best time. Yeah. So I, I want to try to show as many people as possible, right, wrong, or indifferent, how I go about starting companies. 
and I want to provide 31 different recipes, as it were, as to how I've tried to do it. And I hope people can look at this. It'll be, again, 100% transparent in the open. They can figure out what I've done. And if they can apply some of the things I've done <coughs> to, excuse me, towards some of the things they're looking at, fantastic. That's going great. directly back to your, yeah, going directly back to your question. Yeah, no, that, that if, is. Yeah, if people sh are showing up right now and they want to be a part of a team, that's great. I don't have a budget to pay anybody anything. Mm -hmm. When there is some kind of a revenue, there will be some kind of a way I will figure out to pull out some money from any kind of you know, net profit from whatever that one particular company is and get people some cash. Mm -hmm. Very vague and a lot of other things. And I realize that. But at, 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 at some stage, do I hope that people can come on and get more hours and more money out of it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Will they be full-time staff? Never. The most that anybody will be in the way that I really kind of want to try to envision building this right now is even at whatever length, whatever, they will be 1099. Mm -hmm. Everybody will always be 1099. The way they will be connected to it, that's great. And I have had people come to me basically, hey, I can do all this amazing stuff for you. I want a chunk of equity. Yeah, yeah. And my answer to that is I really appreciate that. Here's the situation. Every one of these right now is under the umbrella of a single LLC. If I was, imagine, imagine had I had to do the legal paperwork and all the stuff for 31 companies. I mean, it'd been tens of thousands of dollars in the hole and not proven anything to anybody other than paid lawyers and maybe CPAs possibly too. So, so it's like, so there's no equity period. There's just not, I didn't want to have that discussion. And the truth is I'm even kind of noodling around in the back of my head. And I've mentioned this a couple of times in a kind of a journal thing I've been doing on Google docs, but I'm even noodling around with, is there a way to almost do kind of like this grouped co-op kind of a thing where they're kind of separate, but connected entities. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the answers. That's just it. You know, we had a call early on with a bunch of people that were interested in this whole bananas thing that I'm working on here. And they're like, what's going to happen on, you know, at the 91st day. And I'm like, no idea. <laughs> That's not true. I said, somebody gave us a bottle of champagne. I said, I'm going to drink that on that day. So yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. Um, uh, that's, yeah. great. that's great. So, so talk a little bit about, do you have any type of a threshold? And I, I, I think I probably know the answer to this, but again, people will start a company and they'll throw money at things and we need this, we need advertising, we need business cards, we need logo on our hat or shirt or whatever. Right. How much money do you throw at a company, you know, with uh, how much money do you put forward with an idea? You know, is, is there any type of a, you know, formula that you would use that, you know, don't, don't go over this or, you know, obviously it's probably try to spend as little as possible, but I'm curious to see if you, if you have any way that you typically look at things when you, when you go and first launch a company. Sure. It's never going to be into the thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. It'll be into the few hundreds of dollars because I want to start to see momentum. But once I start to see momentum, I don't mind throwing some other money behind it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, every, so I'm looking right now. So if you go to whatever you go to there, if you go to 90 days to cashflowpositive.com, 
the 90, the number 90, 90 days to cashflowpositive.com. At the top, you'll see actually a link to the open financials. And you can go to the transactions. You can see money spent on domains and domains and domains. And there's things that logistically don't even really have to be in here, right? In other words, like I did a, a SOCAP, uh, which is this kind of interesting conference they're doing a virtual thing of, you know, that was 200 bucks. It's like, well, I didn't have to do that. And I certainly didn't have to put it under this, but it's like, well, I might as well. <laughs> so anyway, that's this kind of the way it goes right now. I mean, right down we're 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 you know, we're down thirteen hundred bucks for the year. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's to launch thirty-one companies. And again, a lot of those transactions are, you know, domains and that's probably the bulk of them, quite frankly, domains. But like we needed some axe for the axe throwing business. We actually needed this way to build the targets so you could have the rings equally proportioned okay uh, along with the two spots that are called that are called you know basically the kill zones or the kill spots so it needed to, they needed to be uniform to how it's designed for the world axe throwing league oh, of wow. which there is one okay. so we needed to do that so we had to you know put a couple hundred bucks into that and that was in this things that are absolute absolute necessary necessary things you know i haven't spent a dime on a logo yet or, or I, I haven't had business cards in, I don't even know, 12 years now or yeah, more. That's yeah. just, that's not necessary. Letterhead, who the heck, what the heck, yeah. right? So I'm very, very mindful and careful for every dollar spent. And that's, that's kind of it. And that's, and frankly, I think when you're running super lean, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. Completely, completely agree. This is, this has really been interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how many of these, you know, grow. So I'd love to be able to keep in touch with you and, and, sure. uh, you know, maybe we can, we can jump into some of these as they, as they take hold. Okay. Well, can yeah. I give you a challenge back real quick? Absolutely. So if you go to 90 days to cash flow positive, okay. you go to the top of the website, there's kind of a navigation area. Yep. If you click on the one called challenge. I've got it. Uh, okay. Okay. What we're doing is people are guessing how much revenue there will be. Uh -huh. 90 days That's and whoever great. comes closest, whoever comes closest will donate 250 bucks to the charity of their choice. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I like it. I like it. And, and if we is... get, uh, and it's all over the board, as you will see from, yeah. from 900 bucks to, you know, 1.4 million. Um, if all of a sudden we catch a tiger by the tail and really get in some revenue, you know, we're going to do the right thing. We'll do a little bit more than 250 bucks too. Yeah. So that was just a, that was just kind of a placeholder until whatever happens. So. Yeah, this is cool. This is, and, and again, this is a great way to be able to pull people in and get them engaged with the idea itself. And, you know, that's, I guess, what marketing is all about. You know, you're, you're trying to get people talking about whatever it is you're trying to do. So this is a great way to be able to you know, keep that conversation going and, and start that conversation, quite honestly. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been a blast. And uh, one of our clients, when I had the interactive advertising agency, one of our very, very <clears throat> early stage clients, I got a fax <laughs> from somebody and I know that's how old they'll go, right? It was just like the late nineties yeah. and the fax said, man, this is amazing. I love your website and what you're doing. This is incredible. We have to figure out a way to work together. <clears throat> so we started working with them and doing strategy and media buying and helped uh, grow their company to the point where finally Yahoo acquired it. Oh, wow. Uh, and the company was called um, Yo-Yo Dine, if you're familiar with them. Mm, never heard of it. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the person that sent the fax that we worked with for two and a half years or so was uh, Seth Godin. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. That's great. So, yeah, so he, uh, he actually sent, sent a message back the other day. And what did he say? There it is. There it is. 
he, he, he went and he kind of read what was going on here too. He said, the table read is a winner and the process you're engaging in is magical. Bravo, Seth Godin. Yeah, love it, so, love it. Yeah, it was pretty fun to feedback and get. Yeah, Seth, Seth's a great guy. I love, I love, I, I don't know him personally, but, but uh, love his work, love his, the way oh, that he he's, tackles he's things. Oh, he's got out of the box. He's always been, yeah, he's been one of those thinkers that, you know, I like people, I love it when people blow my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, he's always been one of those guys. Yep. And, and even though I've known him since the late 90s, I guess, because yeah. I mean, we, we met with him and, you know, and then um, Lisa Gansky, who was kind of secondhand person there, or secondhand, yeah, whatever, second in charge there, worked with them as they were building their companies and, and working with them doing that. And this is another, I guess, good example to people too. So I've known him, talked to him on the phone hours over the years, whatever, especially early on there. I've never met him face to face. You know, when we had the ad agency, we did millions of dollars of business. We never had a contract. That's great. And it was a year and a half before I finally met the marketing director face to face. And again, you got to go back to the late nineties. There was no zoom. Mm -hmm. There was no FaceTime. There was nothing but voices on phones and emails. And that was it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can reach out and do business with people and it doesn't have to be getting to the point of having to do big contracts and sit downs and lawyers on both sides and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, completely agree. I, there, there's something we said with the, uh, the way the business used to be with just, you know, a handshake and exactly. you oh, know, totally. people follow through with whatever they say they're going to do and that, that's what gets yep. done. So exactly. um, that's, that's the way we try to run our businesses as well. So Perfect. no, this is, this has been fantastic, Mark. Um, if people wanted to learn more about your challenges, your, your projects, uh, you, what would you say is the best way to get in touch? So probably the best way to, to get in touch would be just find me on Twitter. It's just my, my username is Mark Grimes, it's just my name. And if they want to follow the project along, they can go to 31startups.com and just, just join the email list there. And then there is an online community, but I don't want to give people too many kind of too many options to the point it gets confusing. Yeah. You know, come say hi to me on Twitter. That'd be a great start. Love it. Love it. This has been fantastic, Mark. I uh, cool. wish you nothing but the best. And uh, like I said, we'll stay in touch and see yeah. how the story unfolds here. Perfect. That sounds good. I'd love to do a, well, we'll see. We'll see if I'm in, if I'm sane by the time. This <laughs> but uh, right. I appreciate this. I appreciate your time and, and uh, making this all happen and reaching out. This has been very fun. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks, Mark. Cool. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.